Moses had to be the most humble, meek man on earth. He had the character of Christ because he had the spirit of Christ in him. Christ had the Holy Spirit in him, and he said, I want to give that Holy Spirit to you so you can do the things I ask you to do. So you won't be always talking about you. Jesus didn't go around and say, my, hey, my foot hurts. I've been walking for 30 miles. Then I have to preach for six hours. Then I got to heal. Then I got to cast out demons. I got to do all these things. You never heard him say, man, I, man it's too much. I ain't going to be able to make it today. Peter, just tell him next week. I'm calling out. Why? Because the love he had for those he was helping energized him. That Holy Spirit lifted him up. Sometimes he would be all night awake mm -hmm. talking to his father. And he and, he and the Father and the Holy Spirit, they were saying, you know, they were energizing Jesus. And they were saying, keep going, man. You can do this. It's all right. This is the will of me. And that's what's wonderful about Father. He'll tell you what his will is. And as long as you're in his will, you're okay. Because you feel, you say, okay, well, Lord, it's not making any sense to me, but if you told me to do this, I know you're with me. Because if you believe that he's with you, most of you will say, thank you. And most of you will say, I can do it, all things who, through Christ who strengtheneth me. Let's keep going. Mm, verse 21. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. You know, the old way we used to do things. He said, you put them away. Why? Because you talk to Jesus. Jesus told you what to do. And that's why it's so important when we're talking about putting this nation together, talking about putting a church in order, you got to do it the way God asked. He said, put away the old problems you had. Put away the, well, I don't think that ought to go. Well, who cares? That's a bad way of putting that. I'm sorry. <laughs> we need to go with God and do what God says. God will fix it. He cares for you, doesn't he? So why would he tell you to do something that's not good for you? It's not good for the sin in you. You might get a little irritated because the sin gets irritated. The demons get irritated when the truth comes, doesn't it? You ever, you ever talk to somebody and they're just mad at you for, you know, because you told them you shouldn't do that? <laughs> well, I'm going to do it anyway. Well, fine. I'm not, your, you know, and first thing you say, I'm not judging you. They don't even know the definition of judging. That's what's so amazing, Sister Marie. They just, you know, you know a, a, a Sister Shaw was sharing with me. There was a thing that says, uh, a picture of the scripture, you know, judge not so you not be judged or something. Well, they scratch everything out, you know, with a pen around it and just say, what? Judge, judge not. That's the only thing they read. That's the only thing they care about. Don't judge me. God says, look, no man judges another man. The law judges. The lawgiver judges. And judge, when you think of it in that, that, that sense, no man can condemn you. So we can't go around condemning anybody. Why? Because we're not the judge. We don't have the heaven or the hell. That's right. But there is a heaven and there is a hell and there is a judge. Amen. So you might want to take all of that foolishness up with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now let's keep going. He said, 
They put off the conversation of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and in true holiness. So who creates this new man? God. In who? You. You become the new man God created in righteousness. Amen? And true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying. Now, these are the things, back again, the old carnal man. What does the old carnal man do? He lies. Why do people lie? Fear. Fear. Some people lie because they're ignorant. They don't know they're lying. But most people lie because they're afraid. They're afraid of whatever consequence they think is coming if they tell the truth. You might look bad. Or what? Or you might get in trouble. That's what kids, children lie, right? Children lie because they fear the consequence that's coming. And if you let a child lie, they become a lying adult. And they never learn how to overcome fear. They never understand that the consequence is so much less than if I keep you, let you keep lying. That's what liars, God says all liars. He finished that in, in, in Revelation, I think it was 21. He said all liars. That's la he hates liars. Old people, you say you're, you're lying, the truth ain't in you. <laughs> and that's the truth. Amen. When you lie, the truth is not in you. Amen. But God says, first of all, put away lying. Verse 25. Speak every man what? You know, if we did that, we wouldn't have any church problems. Not truth as in you think it's true. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you about yourself. <laughs> that's not the truth. The truth is who? Jesus. Speak truth one to another with, with your neighbor, for we are members one of another. Amen? Amen? Be ye angry and do what? Sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to who? Let him that stole steal no more. So stop robbing. Amen? Stop robbing Jesus. Stop robbing your fellow man. If you can, what does it say? If it's in you to do good, do it. Amen? Stop stealing from the poor. Stop stealing from those who can't help themselves. Help them. I know you get frustrated because you got users. In all churches, you got users, don't you? In all offices, in the, in the business world, you got those who use. Folks who never have enough. Those who forgot their lunch. And see you eating. Ooh, what's that? <laughs> and you're like, man, here they come. You can lock your door. Because you know old Hungry Joe is coming. <laughs> and most users never have anything to give. they just this one sponge that walks through and just sucks up everything. God said, I'll take care of them. Don't worry. He said, you, 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 you need me, don't you? He said, don't worry about it. If I put on your heart to give, give. As this lady in the testimony this morning, uh, Sister Cassim uh, uh, was talking about this morning, she down on her last 55, and five of it was reserved. Lord says, give, give. And guess what? She got paid because she saw somebody who really was telling the truth and really needed to eat. Isn't that a blessing? 
If God said give, give. Now don't, and if God says give, you know what that person might do? Might go and buy some whiskey. It might be part of a plan. But let God tell you. Amen? Because I'll have a 40-minute conversation with a drunk before I give him a quarter. Man, smelling like all kind of Jim Bean. I need some money to eat. So why don't you learn to stand up first, man? But if God speaks, do it. Because God is part of God's plan. And remember, you're part of something bigger. Your job might be to give this person this at this time. And that's the only thing you got to do in this plan. And you'll jam the plan up by not obeying. Amen? He said, put away lying. He said, be not angry. He said, verse uh, 28, let him that steal, stole, steal no more, but rather let him what? Labor, working with his hands the things which are good, that he may have to give to him that what? Need it. If you are always in need, something's wrong with you. I'm going to say that again, and I'm ducking. If you always need, something's wrong. God is a God of plenty. Amen. Get so you can give. Amen. At some point in your maturation process with Jesus, you ought to be moving from the needy to the giver. Amen. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to warn you of this. When God moves you from the needy and you don't give, guess where you're going back? Amen. Until you get that lesson. 